Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. <laughs> Daddy T, you know me. What's up, confidants? Okay, look, in traditional Teresa culture, I'm not going to redo that because that's what came out of my mouth and that's what you're going to hear. Um, I just got a couple quick announcements and then we'll get right into the pod. Um, if you have a podcast and you're a confidant and, you, and I don't know about it and you want me to know about it hey I'm trying to expand my horizons look we're all in quarantine here um and if you want to do like a little cross promo this is really just a way of saying that I spent a weekend where I had a a little extra time instead of doing the thing I was supposed to do I edited a little promo for this pod so um if you want to promote my podcast on yours I will send that to you but also um I am trying to expand my horizons so email me tell me anything pod at gmail.com and you know Maybe, maybe I'll shout it out on the uh, pod. We're a big family here. Speaking of family, uh, I know a lot of you confidants have already left a review, but if you haven't left a five-star review before and you are feeling generous, um, the reviews really do help uh, get the word out about the show, um, especially on Apple. You know, I talk about AIs all the time, but it's all run on algorithms, and we're a tiny little operation, okay, very small. We're small, like my boobs, very small. I had hoped my boobs would grow. They never did, but that doesn't mean the podcast can't grow. Um, love the strong family we have created. Um, but you know, we've kind of, you know, a lot of stuff's going on. So now that I'm focused, (laughs) half focused, clearly you can tell I'm barely focused on recording this, but I'm focused on getting you new episodes while continuing to fight for injustice and save democracy and also manage my stress. Okay. So all that's happening. If you have some time, the five-star reviews are great. I love them. Thank you so much for people who have already left them. I might read some. Okay. You know what? I will read some next week. Don't embarrass me if I don't get any new ones and I can't read them because that's embarrassing because there's none. I will have to put on a mustache and leave myself a review. Um, No, but really, I do appreciate everyone who's left them so far. I'll try to go back through and read some I haven't before. Um, But they really, really do help get the word out because, you know, there's so many big, big players in this podcast world. So, um, yeah, and, you know, it's it's uh, I always I feel like the guests that come on the show really do give a lot of their time and heart and get very honest. So I just want to get the word out there. I think we have some great stuff. Okay, that's me being earnest. Um, Speaking of which, wow, if you want to message me, boy, am I lonely. So please do message me on Instagram, Twitter at Larissa T. Honestly, um, if you have already and somehow I missed it, okay, sometimes that happens, feel free to ping me again, okay? I try to go through and respond to everything. So if I haven't yet, maybe I missed it, but do say hello. Um, Truly want to talk. Love talking, clearly. I also have a Discord. So if you're not on the Discord yet, hey, it's a very small group on the Discord, which means I see everything. So if you guys want to chat, chat with me. Maybe if enough people want to do this, we can have like a day where we all just get on at the same time and say hi and whatever. Um, So the Discord link is in the Instagram bio because it's just, you know, I don't want to say URLs over this recording it's not the best format to write things down but instagram.com slash tell me anything pod or just message me you know you guys know how to find me once again that's at tell me anything pod on instagram you can also message me at larissa t so many handles wow truly a nightmare okay but i got one more for you and then i really will start the pod i am still co-hosting comedy quarantine on instagram really the only time i do anything close to stand up anymore um, but we have great stand ups on the show every week we raise money for charity it's a different charity every week this week it's the nami which or nami 
group, I wanted to say NAMI Alliance, but the A in NAMI stands for Alliance, but it's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And they provide a lot of great resources. They have free classes. It's really great for uh, mental health resource and yeah so that's the charity this week every week we have a different charity and then we also um, tip the performers for their time since stand-ups have lost most of their living um yeah and that's pretty much it so I'm doing that to stay sane so you can see me live come say hi if you're a confidant and you watch say hey I'm a confidant I would love to see that uh it's at comedy quarantine on Instagram Monday through Friday at 7 p.m pacific time any other info, I always update my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com. I may be doing some live streams here and there, but, you know, I'm obviously not traveling, um, as neither should you, I guess, unless you live in one of the places that has completely beaten COVID-19, in which case, congratulations. I live in LA, and it's a nightmare here. All right. I really do like this pod episode, okay? It was a fun one. I talked to comedian Vivian Martinez. She's a very funny stand-up, but also knows a lot about tech, and we get into it. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. What's up, confidants? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. Uh, this is You Can Tell Me Anything. <laughs> yep, this is the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. And this is a special quarantine pandemic edition where uh, I just talk about whatever I want to talk about. But today I have a comedian who I love, is very funny, and is the host of The Vivian Show, which is every Monday. Um, follow her at Vivian is cool. First of Monday of the month. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm very bad at reading my notes um vivian martinez <laughs> what's up how's it going Ooh, hello we're all bad at reading it's fine. <laughs> um it's your so your show is live stream can they watch it on mm-hmm. instagram mm-hmm. or zoom it's on youtube Ooh, yes nice you put it up on youtube yeah i finally got some technical off-site help so people are like doing graphics while i'm like doing a zoom on my end and it's pretty it's pretty cool i like it it's a uh, gotta watch it to find out i guess nice. <laughs> well, i'm excited to check that out um so i do like to start by asking this is just like a, i forgot to tell you this but it's easy it's just a quick humble <gasps> brag it's a good confession because <laughs> in the past when we were you know revealing the salacious confessions and who knows maybe mm-hmm. you still will um i like to just start on a positive note and Positivity is always nice. So is there something good you want to confess? It could just be like a humble brag or something that you're excited about or something you're proud of. Anything nice and positive. Like recently or like any time, anything? Yeah, recently now. Just a quick short, you know, it's... uh... I've been... uh, I luckily got a Switch for Christmas as a gift, so I had one. And I just downloaded Just Dance, this game, and I've been dancing every day for like a week, and I feel great. That's awesome. And is that the one that um, Animal Farm is on? No, Animal Farm. Animal. Wow, I can't even. What's that game of Animal Crossing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. Animal Farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dystopian <laughs> um, <laughs> novel. <laughs> Animal Farm is, is it's a new game where. <laughs> I always reveal my 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 um my ignorance so quickly, <laughs> especially because I know we're gonna get into tech stuff and just yeah. really like to let that? people know off the bat that I am not an expert but i asked the questions and i hope some of you have similar questions so have you played that new ship that new game watership down it's really really good (laughs) 
Oh no, it's a yeah, new game, Just Fall kidding. of Democracy. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> Honestly, it's sometimes fun. I think about using stories like video games and I mean cuz we've done it with movies, but video games to teach us how to just like <laughs> fight injustice because if you're yeah. a kid and playing it and that's what you know then growing up you might be like wait a minute the world is falling apart maybe i'll use my i don't know uh, counter-strike skills yeah. to to fight <laughs> democracy um but that's wishful thinking because then i would have to learn how to code and go back in time um but vivian you know about you know a thing or two about tech tech so you're you're a stand-up comedian that's I how do. i know you but i also know uh-huh. you have um, offered your tech services for shows before. And then as yes. I talked more about bots, you reached out to me and I said, let's talk about it on the pod. So we were yeah, going to do a like, combo. Oh. Yeah. So I'm Ready really excited. And just so listeners know, we talked about wanting to talk about it, but we haven't even gotten into it. So I'm so curious. So can you give me a little bit of just like a background of what your uh, like involvement in tech is or what you do or what your sort of background is? Sure. Yeah. I started, I mean, I guess like way back at the beginning of time, no, like both my parents were engineers. And so I was raised in tech. We like, they didn't like buy us food. They bought us Ataris and (laughs) we, I had like laptops and a phone. I was always very technical and like understood, you know, I I was coding my own MySpace page way before (laughs) it was cool. Like HTML? Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, and now, um, because I'm more technically minded, I was able to move from like more of a stage managing career mm-hmm. over to um, like a technical stage mm. managing career. And now the entertainment is just getting more technical. I can yeah. just work as a technical co- coordinator in entertainment or a technical manager, technical director, whatever. So like because movies aren't physical items anymore, mm-hmm. uh, like when you traffic them, it's literally like, get the file here. What's wrong with the file? Mm. And because, and which has made me learn coding. And sorry, this is like a long place, but because you have to learn coding now uh, is because all films are shown in DCP format, which means mm. a digital cinema package, which is basically just a folder. Oh, and I so remember. Like, able to, I oh, had yeah? To, yeah? Yeah, because yeah. I had, when we screened my short film, uh, I didn't realize how much money it would cost once you finished it and got accepted places but then you got to make a special version of the film and mm-hmm. pay money to do that and it's just to transfer the file yeah <laughs> oh god and you can get into like some technical politics there like sony basically owns all the projectors in america and they're like here you know what all the movie theaters just trash those old movie projectors those are horrible here take these brand new sony mm. bullshit crap servers and a digital projector and have they serviced them ever? No. I think I showed, or no, I was screening something at an arc light one time, and I walked by, and I, I like I caught a glimpse of like the Black Panther, and it was like straight up purple. It was just purple. <laughs> so like, there's so much that can go wrong with these files. There's so much that can go yeah. wrong with the projection. And Sony convinced all these movie theaters like to throw out their good film projectors, mm. buy these, and then now Sony's like, well, we own them. And you can't get out of this agreement, mm. but we're also not going to fix them for you. And so nobody knows anything about DCPs. Nobody knows how to make them. And I've had to like learn myself, which involves Linux coding. Damn. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. so, so much of the reason I've been looking into coding as well. And I am by no means actually a coder, but so much of it is realizing how 
technology is so advanced now that most people who aren't in the industry of technology don't even realize it. And we've gotten really complacent because we've been told it's for our convenience and it has in a way been in the past. We've gotten complacent with not trying to understand it, but the people up top have gotten quite greedy in exploiting that. So in the past, it is for specialization purposes. It is nice to not have to know as long as we trust that they're taking our best interests into heart yeah but now yeah, you gotta like, have a mechanic you know yeah, like you yeah. gotta have a mechanic i feel like that now you know it's like but now we're being exploited because like you said like th- these kinds of contracts are essentially monopolies and it's it's oh yeah but it's tricky when you get into this space because with specialization and expensive technology like you do have to incentivize um, innovators and developers to get into there. So sometimes you do protect them with IP, but then we're not talking enough about when new technology exists. I don't, I don't just mean the, the protectors, but just in general, there's definitely AI that moves so fast that it isn't just IP anymore. Once it exists in the world, it's almost like fire, you know, it's almost like now you should, it should be open source for developers to take that and apply it other places. But in order to lure the big investors and we have to, give people these advantages that I think really hurt society and the economy to be fair because I don't think investors in Wall Street make money the way they used to anymore from just investing in good products it's all just like day traders and algorithms manipulating the uh the like you know I barely know anything but I know they're most of the money is being made on like puts calls futures options it's not just the old school like mentality of like, oh, I like this product, let me invest. So it's not even yeah. benefiting the investors. It's only benefiting people who know how to play the game and understand the technology. Yeah, and it sucks that so much of life is tied into the Dow and the NASDAQ and like none of us know any of that shit. Like I think I legit thought NASDAQ was like some sort of <laughs> race car, I think, until I was like a, a teenager. And I was like, what, the, what is that? You know, oh, my God, it's everything. What? You know, and then now bots are trading faster than humans on the floor. And it's mm-hmm. like making them mad. And it's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Like you hit this level. I don't know. What's the opposite of the uncanny valley? It's like, this is what you wanted. You know, it's like, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. You know, you develop these robots to do your work for you. Yeah. And the robots don't think like humans. Robots don't have a collective identity. They think as a collective. And even when it's a singular he or she, for lack of a better word, a one, you know, Mm -hmm. they're still collective. They still think about it. And they'll think about those outcomes. Like what if a bunch of AIs started running the stock market, but like, we're like, hey, wait a minute, this is a bad idea and realize that internally that wealth is bad and are now just playing the stock market like that. Like that could very well be like we have no idea, you know, no one's checking those things. Yes, that's a really interesting way to put it. And I think um, I like to think of all levels of um, because I've heard this term futurology, which I don't. I barely even started researching that, so I, I apologize if people are in that world. Because um, there's a professor at NYU who's a futurist, and I heard her on the Verge podcast talking about... She was talking in the space of technology and investments and present day, but her that title intrigued me, and I looked into it, and it's sort of like... It's all going to be tied together in a way, but it's right now I think it's a little bit more in this um, sociology, like that field where you're studying the future of society based on what you know now and based on patterns. But as AI and tech develops, we're basically getting to this place where like, there's not going to be these defined um, stratospheres anymore because if 
tech is what we depend on to live, how you can't really separate the medical field, the medicine field and the technology field. And if we realize like comedy in a weird way, even though we've just been putting along as the like dirtbag, you know, margin, whatever, like fringe hippies forever, in a way, comedy speaks to the, um, well, the empathetic mind, not everyone's empathetic in comedy, but the idea that you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and, um, critical thinking, right? Comedy, you need, in order to understand humor, you have to, um, understand layers and, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that also speaks to psychology, which speaks to mental health, which is actually biology and medicine, but somehow has been cast into a corner. So now we're getting into this future where everything's going to blend and everyone has spent so much time defining their roles that we don't understand each other's fields. Mm. And the one thing that's pulling everything together from where I'm sitting at least, and I could be wrong, but it's AI and algorithms and deep machine learning because they don't separate fields. They're just told to learn and they develop as systems, um, as machine learning continues, they actually adapt their systems. But we don't do that because we're like, oh, that's out of my field. Yeah. Or, or like we have to take 20 years to get to that thought, you know, like these computers are thinking one in a million ideas and it's like, we don't have 1 million people thinking, how are we going to get a (laughs) one in 1 million idea when there's only two people talking about this? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's also just going to hit that singularity point at some time when like, I've heard, I've heard a lot of futurists be like, go on the crazy way other end instead of being like, it's going to be helpful. It'll take over hospitals. People be like, we will worship them as gods because people won't understand Hmm. how it's so smart. And it's, but it's (laughs) going to be built off the algorithms and AI, like of the people designed based off of people. So it's going to be like a super Hmm. crazy wacko thing, you know? And then like the ancient alien heads come in here and they're (laughs) like, Osiris was like an AI robot and they worshiped him. And you're like, okay, hold on. (laughs) That's very interesting. It's intriguing. However, like, huh? Well, you know what I find uh, to be my favorite topic of conversation is, yeah, is combining like legends and myths and like archetypes sort of in that fluffy psychology world with technology, because if you really do, I mean, cause obviously as a writer and comedian, like my bread and butter, <laughs> even though it's not very much and I barely have a career, but like your, where, your crumbs, <laughs> yeah, my crumbs where I find my living is in storytelling, but for so long, storytelling was pushed to the edge. And actually what oh, we're finding out, what we're finding out now is like storytelling is a way for like underdeveloped brains to understand internal emotions right and also to help other people understand so so many of the stories I wrote when I was a kid I go back as an adult and look and I'm like oh my god that makes sense I was dealing with this but I didn't know how to process it so I put it into fiction so computers I think help us see it on instead of uh in fragmented like parts of our lives we see everything in our lives that's ever happened as like one system because that's how computers work and it's open my mind in a way I sound nonsensical but the reason I want to talk to someone is because I want someone to check me when I'm sounding crazy but what it's done for me (laughs) like in the last few weeks of researching AI and computers is it's helped me look at my own brain like a computer which is what a fucking computer is when we made a computer it was meant to be like a brain and then a brain we call it the strongest computer we forget that's where we started we totally forget when we talk about singularity it's not that weird because we literally modeled computer algorithms after neural networks which is you know what's <laughs> a, a even fucking crazier thing here you go 
the brain is just an organ that discovered what it was and then named itself, found its place <laughs> in the universe, and then named that. And now is trying to replicate itself. Yeah. And it's just like so cool to me because the brain totally is just like a binary system. I mean, mm -hmm. think about a computer, right? It's binary. It's one or zero. It's on or off. It's always just one or one or the other. So like when you give it power, how does the computer know to turn on? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's certain but the, but things they're not in there always like, right. Wait I, a minute. I feel you know? like a lot of um, newer tech, it's not all binary. But I know what you mean because I think that's the advantage we have over like computers right now, presently. I'm sure in the future it'll change, but that we don't th that we don't have to think in the binary, even though a lot of humans do. Yeah. Like we often think it's I versus the world. Like for example, if I really wanted. It could be as simple as... It's a very American as, like, idea, too. <laughs> very American idea. Yeah, but also the opposite isn't exactly right either. It's not just versus... It's not just I versus the world or give up myself for the world. Like, the world isn't binary. Yeah. Like, there are these weird... I mean, this is the dumb example I used on the last podcast with Jake, but, like, if you were in a traditional marriage back in the day where you thought, like, a hetero marriage where, you know, a woman and a man and uh, you're not supposed to cheat and somehow some, you know, ex showed up and was trying to take your man... The binary thought might be like, I don't want that. I want him not to cheat, but she exists. So now it's just me versus her or whatever. But then there's this mm. other in between where you're like, I don't want her. She, there's three of us. She wants him, but does she want him or does she want to make me mad? Like now you can start to consider like, what's her goal here? Is Does she have competition issues or is she in love with him? Is he in love with her? Does he just want to fuck? Like, then you can start tearing this apart into like, well, I want him not to sleep with her, but I want her to leave us alone. So she won't if I, so then you can start to act. I mean, like it sounds so crazy, but this is what com we've made computers be able to do is we tell them what kind of outcome we want and they optimize mm -hmm. the best way. Whereas mm -hmm. our dumb little brains think from the beginning, like, well, if I don't want him to cheat, then I just have to say no, no, no. But if my goal is for us to be in a loving marriage and trust each other, is there a world where I say, hey, what do you want here? Do you like her? I, I can tell you that I don't want you to sleep with her, but if this feels like a thing, is there a world? Like, there's now nuance that's yeah. not binary, and it's not about you achieving this single-minded goal, except that's how we are seeing the world now, but computers... Does this make sense? This is why I was like, I need to talk no, to somebody. I, because... <laughs> the, the issue with me is that I happen... I, I tend to be a very binary person. I went uh, in my logical thinking. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, because I, I think I was raised by engineers, so I do I do strip things down and think like that. Like it's it really is to me like the world is built binarily, but like in the atom sense. Like I'm not saying there's mm -hmm. like a black and white and a one of each. Like atoms, like negative, not positive. You continue to, exactly. There's a negative and the positive. There's energy or there's not energy. You're awake or you're asleep. You know. And so I yeah. understand there's those, but there could also be a third. Like. Yeah. What if love or like imagination actually is a third thing? And that's just like a sense that we can't tune into anymore because mm. we have certain parts of the neurons in our brains firing off and other ones have gone completely cold since ancient times. Like, Well, you're talking about dreaming can... in a way, right? Because you said awake and asleep yes. and dreams yeah. are kind mm -hmm. of in between. And yeah. dreams are this, you know, represent manifestation of our subconscious wants and needs. And process, it's also both um, the logical part of your brain too because it processes mm -hmm. what you experience into information that you can d use. Mm -hmm. 
which is also very computer-like of, of humans to do. Like, it's it's almost as if, I, I swear, like, I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan, so I'm like, <laughs> the first humans probably were computers, and it's all happening again. But, like, it, we have a systematic way of thinking about things like that. Like, mm. we categorize stuff as humans. We like stuff to be the same, and it's because our brain likes organizing stuff like a computer. Like, a computer doesn't like when stuff's not in order. Like, it'll freeze in the middle of a code it can't read if there's an error. Mm. Like, it'll go... Boop, 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 which is why it's like yes or no it's like one or zero it's like is this code working is this code working it's not <laughs> and then suddenly the code is just stuck up you know down. like that's kind of what happened in i'll think of an example last night i was watching this documentary AlphaGo to, to prep for this i was like oh, i should mm. watch something that's going on oh, yeah, recently and AlphaGo, well go is a, is a ancient um asian like oh yes a chinese, the chinese game yeah, chinese yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I it's very popular in korea but i don't know where it actually originated from and so there's like tournaments. It's like just people haven't heard of it here because it's like chess. It's like mm-hmm. the, one of the oldest games ever played. It's so simple. It's super cool. And um, but everyone's like, you can never teach a computer to play it because it's <laughs> extremely intuitive. Right. Mm. And so these guys at Deep Mind or Deep Thought or Deep Think or whatever, uh, the ones who did the chess game were like, let's do Alpha. Let's do Go. Let's let's do it. And so they built a computer to do Go. And the computer ended up making such creative decisions and ideas, but still in like a very binary way until it didn't. And it hit a roadblock and there was a huge error and the system failed and it started doing like a bunch of weird moves and everyone was like, oh boy. And like the the thing was, yeah. So it was like, like, you know, a record. And, um, but because of, uh, I think they used quantum bitmap or quantum uh, Mm. binary, which is, I think what you're talking about is like beyond binary. So they might've used that because what happened was the computer got stuck at this one part and it was like, eh, 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 like a Roomba, like hitting the wall. Like, no, no, your floor is clean. Your floor is clean. (laughs) And, uh, and then suddenly it like reset itself and then started like winning the game again. And everyone was like, what the, did it just like fake us out? Oh my God, I gotta watch Or did, or, or was it an error? And so like, they don't even know because they're not smart enough to even figure that out. The developers of the game, they were like scrolling through the code to be like, okay, it got lost in thought here. And then it like came back, did, but didn't mean to do that. So it's huh. just like, if imagination and dreams and intention or mistake are like this third thing, then yes, computers can do that now too. So that's huh. like scary for that's me, so, like well, a computer can imagine. Well, it's it's scary and it's not in that I think, okay, so this is where I get really hippie and I need to scale back. So feel free to rein me in. I'm going to try to say it as no, few, no, no. because I, I have come to some very new beliefs that I think we're always there, but they're like, I would call them evolved beliefs through the last couple months of quarantine from literally being alone with my thoughts and having to arrange them <laughs> like a computer. I've literally been trying to, it sounds crazy, but code my thoughts like a computer. I've some okay. of I would consider these not new beliefs, but they're definitely evolved. So I think the way I see the world now, all life like computers and humans is we can solve our problems by understanding ourselves. But oftentimes we think we understand ourselves, but we haven't yet. And I'll I'll <laughs> I'll disclaim add a disclaimer that I definitely don't think I'm there yet with myself, but I'm way further than I was a year ago. And a year ago, I thought I knew my patterns. Like, oh, I always do this or I do that. And therefore, here's my responsibility. Here's the other person's in this situation. And now oh. I've moved on to 
it's it's weird to explain because it's not actually victim blaming, but it's the way I see the world. It's like everything's my responsibility because everything's everybody's responsibility, but yes. it doesn't excuse bad behaviors. That's I have to say, it's helped yeah. me in the past having dealt with trauma to um, take back complete power of every situation I've been in, even the bad ones, because it allows me now not to be afraid of the future because now I understand what happened. And I really do. It's not like a coping thing, but I understand that I, a part of my brain I hadn't fully saw or really faced like a truth inside that I was lying to myself. So I allowed myself to be in a bad situation. It's not victim blaming because I think a lot of people take advantage of people who are there. So I don't think bad behavior is excused, right? If I had been there and someone didn't hurt me, you know, that could still have been an outcome where I don't learn, but also I don't get hurt. But now I'm in a position where I feel really um, intuitive, like this computer, where I know in the future I can run into bad situations. I can still get hurt, but I'm not going to look back and go, what happened? I don't understand. Because I actually under- I actually went back and uh, analyzed all of my, I don't understand that moments of my life, and I understand it. And that's the mm. weird thing is most of us, myself included, there's parts that are hard to look at. Most of us don't want to do that because it implies, it involves looking at some really, really hard things that we may not even understand, right? We don't understand why that yeah. go, go thing yeah. did that, but we don't always understand why we did what we did. Like people, yeah, you know, who cheat or do this or lie, like sometimes they really go, I don't know and I can't reckon with it and I'm just going to say, <laughs> hey, I apologize, that wasn't me. But it was. You hear yeah. that so often. People say that wasn't yeah. me when it was. So I think the way we can understand computers and not be scared of them is to understand that, like, literally, we are avoiding this whole part of ourselves because it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I should say uh, also, it's sort of like scary, exciting because yes. I think people hopefully now will use AI for good, but there are elements of scariness, but I think it's also just natural for us to be scared. There's a famous Asimov essay he wrote. Um, oh, shit, what's it called? I'm so bad with names of things. I can remember the color of a- a- anything, any color of anything. This is why I also say, like, I'm a computer. All I can remember <laughs> is numbers and colors. Uh, I-, I can't remember the name of someone I talked to, like, five seconds ago, or that book. They will come to... Fuck. Okay. Well, anyways, it's a really, really good essay. And it's about how like inherently humans are like scared of what's next. That's why older mm. people are scared of like younger generations. They're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 what's, what's this ticking, talking? What you, what you talking <laughs> and ticking and talking? I don't know. You know, and then they inherently make fun of and berate because of it's like the um, and then he compares it to the Greek god who like overthrew his father. And it's just like a very archetypal yeah, thing. Like we're always afraid of the, uh, the student be- overturning the master, you know? Yeah. And that sort of comes back to this, uh, I mean, like psychology of self, because I think we're given our whole life. I mean, and I really am spiritual, but I'm not religious, but a lot of, it's funny because a lot of what I talk about and look at tends to have a lot of religious undertones but I really understand why people are so drawn in the past to religion and why we as a society have moved away from it because it's still it's the same need that we're addressing it's this need to understand why we're here and how to feel less empty and sometimes we Mm -hmm. trick ourselves into a very young age thinking we found the answer and that's 
very safe. Literally, it's just about safety. If you can grow up in a church that tells you all the answers but tells you not to question at a young age, you're going to feel very safe. But when the band-aid gets ripped off when you're older and you realize a lot was lies, you feel even un more unsafe than before. So the balance is somewhere in the middle, right? You need to actually feel safe so you're not just a child freaking the fuck out. But yeah. to, if you get totally lied to, it sets you up for a, lot, a hell of a lot of therapy later because I was you start, so lucky. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, Whatever. no. Yeah, I mean, that's all. Yeah, I was just kind of talking about this. Like, we try to take these shortcuts, but these computers, like, you literally watched it mess up before it moved on. It just did it faster than we can. I think people need to do that, yeah, too. Yeah, we try yeah. to skip to this part where we are enlightened, but we can't. And the computer knows. That's the thing, too, is, like, the computer... Like, let's say you're building a computer for yourself, and you build a really nice AI model. It's the Teresa model. It's the L dot V, you know point V version awesomeness, you're plugging in all your memories and all your memories and all your memories. And then this Teresa's walking around and um, that AI robot is going to have better memories than you. Yeah. It's going to be able to access them in real time all the time. And so like that definitely speaks to the ethics of it. It's like, does that mean that Teresa's clone robot is better person than her? Because they physically can remember all everything at once and can learn to be a better person, like a self, you know, quickly. Like, what even is that, you know? Like, and then you start watching anime where it's like, well, in the future, there's <laughs> gonna be AI walking around. You know, they might be cops. I can't remember the name of the. Huh. But then the AI, right if now. they're programmed for new track, because let's not even introduce the idea of good or bad here because it's going to be too much but let's say it's a oh, neutral yeah. let's say it's huh. a neutral computer there is a reason well, our brains which are neutral computers that have evolved over thousands and whatever long times have started to be subjective with memories it's actually survival skill right and if you're a kind of person who has repressed memories often they're protecting you from pain and over time yeah. over time your body does realize like oh now this repressed memory is causing me more pain because i can't interact with people in the present and that's when you're you feel ready to start well hopefully at some point feel ready to go and actually access them and heal the trauma and again yeah. Yeah. This is all stuff that hopefully if we stop abusing each other won't even have to happen, right? But there's yeah. a reason your brain does that. Like, And I would argue that everything in my life, good and bad, has led me to this moment of feeling clarity and enlightened and including the bad, which I hope doesn't have to happen to other people. But I also wouldn't go back now to change it because if I just changed that and nothing else, I would just be living in a haze still. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think... You, you saying this computer knows and having memories, I would argue maybe this, that computer in more time would develop a skill to start losing memories as a survival mechanism, which is what brains do, and it would start doing what a brain does. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think we're as dumb as we think. I think our brains are just doing this and we don't understand it's doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think of my brain as like, okay, like I have two monitors on my desk. My brain is probably like 45 monitors and I can yeah. only see the two monitors on my desk. Like there's so much going on that we don't know. And uh, to go back to the spirituality trauma, I'm so lucky to not have that. Um, I was raised Jewish, Catholic and Unitarian. And so wow. like when I was eight, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> there's like, okay. And then I was able to just focus on other stuff. Yeah. Like I think I was like five when I was like, Hey, Papa. So, like, I caught mom. She's a tooth fairy. 
you know? And he's like, yes, there's no tooth fairy. And then I was like, okay, so there's probably like no God or Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny either. And he was like, yeah, I remember I could see his face because he was like brushing my hair and I was like in a mirror and the like a big standing mirror. And so I could see his face behind me and he was like, damn it, you know, but also like, well, and then I don't remember really the rest of the conversation. But yeah, like, so I've always been like, a believer in the for lack of a better word mm. oneness of the universe or just like an energy that connects us all because it's absolutely there and because yeah. when you hone in on it and think about it or even even just think like the if you go back to the monitor you know analogy like even just to realize that there's so much other stuff going on that we're never going to see we're never going to understand because it cannot be seen and it cannot be understood that is when it's like, Whoa, yeah, you know. Well, I wanted to. Uh, can I uh, share something about the tooth fairy that y- you reminded me of? Because it's similar. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a different version of your story, but um, my little brother was. So my dad became born again in high school. So not when I was growing up. My little brother was a lot younger than me, and he um, believed in Santa Claus and tooth fairy for a long time. And this has since been like something we've discussed in our family and worked out. But my dad at the time being born again it was a huge point of contention with my mom who wasn't religious and you know they probably had other problems that they didn't share with us as teenagers but one Mm -hmm. time my dad wrote a letter from the tooth fairy to my brother and like like I think mentioned a bible verse or told him to believe in God or something and my mom got so mad because he was using you know the tooth fairy has a way to evangelicalize my brother (laughs) I don't mean to laugh no, it, it's funny. And so she, you know, she revealed to him, she said, the tooth fairy's not real. It's your dad. And then she she, uh, she also said that Santa Claus isn't real. And he was old enough. I think he was, I want to say he was like, a t- like a little too old, like maybe eighth grader. I don't, I barely remember, but it was definitely old enough to like, it was okay. It wasn't like he was five, but yeah. he was very upset and cried obviously because it's, that's sad but it your thing reminded me of that because um i think at the base of everything the reason we protect kids with lies sometimes is because we want to make them feel safe and we want the sense of wonder Mm -hmm. and if you feel safe in other ways like your family feels safe then you're not gonna feel the rug pulled out when you realize santa's not real you may be disappointed because it's fun to believe in magic but you're not gonna have that gut-wrenching feeling of like trauma whereas i think the reason that's definitely the opposite of my mom she was so logic and so logical like she was not this is another reason as I, I sometimes I think that the, there might be uh, an issue with actually being able to see people's faces face to fascia, but my mom doesn't connect with people very well. Mm. And so she tends to be extremely logical, like even more than me. She's also brilliant and also a computer coder. She's one of the people that uh, designed GPS. Oh, that's awesome. And in like in general, and <laughs> I know everyone's always like GPS what? And I'm like, no, uh-huh. like, wait, did you grow up in the Bay? No, we grew up uh, here in LA. Oh, wow. Okay. They both, they met at UCLA in a physics class. I bet your mom is, it's not that she can't connect. It's that, cause you can also say people can't connect to her. I mean, it's, it sounds like she, I could, you're right. Gosh, see, like, I'm not, I'm not even kind enough. You're totally right. And, but like, I connect to my mom cause we're like computer ladies. So Hmm. what happened was, is that I was an insomniac and I was like a horribly sick kid. And I was, I think awake when she came in my room (laughs) to get the tooth. And I was just like, hello and she was like oh uh i'm the tooth that's like so she didn't she was just like it's me and i you know right. and she wasn't like sorry she just she's very practical my right, mother, right, you know? right. she always was like 
I don't, you know, because her family was very, very Jewish. And then when they passed, she stopped practicing. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, I don't want to, I mean, it's not a waste of time, but I'd rather dedicate my time to something I can understand one day. And I'm okay mm. with the fact that I'm never going to understand that. You know what's so interesting? Because the story, I know this probably wasn't what was going through your childhood mind at the time, but the story of your mom, you catching her, what I heard, and this is because I have a biased point of view because I didn't have this, was just that she uh, she was logical, but she that she was truthful. And it's sometimes so hard truthful. with children because you have to lie to a certain extent. But in that moment, her preference would have probably been not to get caught. But since she was caught, she didn't <laughs> gaslight you in the moment and say, like, this is a thing parents sometimes do. And we do to each other, yeah. too. Like, if I ruined a surprise that I wanted to surprise my partner or something, I might get as upset and gaslight. But, you know, these if we don't understand other people's baggage, they could really be triggered if they're lied to, even if it's something exciting, right? We don't know. This oh, is yeah, like, I hate being lied to. Yeah, you like, just I don't know. And you can sense I'm it, I'm also, too. like, really good. I can, I know. Yes. Like, some, you some can people sense it. I'm an empath, but I'm like, I think I'm just a middle kid. Like, I yeah, just yeah. Know. But that's <laughs> like, the thing. It's I like, know. your mom, what I heard... And again, because I'm biased, it's not because this is the only truth, was that what I found value in was that she, you saw her and then she said, okay, you saw, I'm going to acknowledge your feelings and the present, which yeah. is what computers do, right? They acknowledge only the facts. You can't, yeah. they, they don't go feelings, feelings, feelings. But of course, you know, there's a flip side to that, right? Someone, if someone who doesn't understand your mom might be like, oh, you're so cold, right? But that's... Exactly. Yeah. But so they don't understand my mom, yeah. Right. So it's just a different way of seeing the world. I'm not saying one's right or wrong, but mm -hmm. I do think if we don't understand that everyone approaches the world differently, we run into these crazy conflicts, right? Like myself included, I would say two years ago, I thought like liars and cheaters, zero tolerance because I hate being lied to. And I couldn't even understand why they would. I would just think that's so hurtful. Why can't you tell the truth? But now I understand some people grew up in situations where they had to lie for self-preservation and it actually helped them protect themselves. Doesn't mean it's right. Again, it's a cycle of abuse, but it helps me empathize. And maybe if I can't handle it, I can't because I have trauma. I can't pick that person as my partner but that doesn't mean they're a bad person or unworthy of love it just means that we yeah, can't love each other with the right resources because we don't have the proper resources so that's yeah. where i've evolved in the last few weeks uh drastically because i used to be so zero tolerance for inflicting pain on someone and then i realized we can all in well it's also social media and online too and i don't mean to be like cancel cancel culture but like we do see a lot of literally on the screen one side of stuff and so we feel like there needs to be one side or the other. So I feel like our generation is sort of raised to be like, bad or good? No, yes, mm. law and order. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and so like, I do that too, you know? And then I've, I've been more understanding lately where like even just working on the show, I'm finally working with other people and I'm like, why don't people schedule the way I like scheduling? You know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, and I'm finally learning that like, I schedule weird. Yeah. <laughs> I am chaotic. I, 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 was grow I grew up in like six houses you know, people are out there like, oh, I have, I've scheduled a FaceTime call. And I'm like, literally like texting my dad, am I supposed to come over right now? And he's like, yes, bring meat and beer. And I'm like, what? Like, ah, <laughs> you know, it's very like, yes. it's crazy. It's how you, know, you it's manage your system. Your computer created a unique Vivian code that yeah. interacts with the world. I mean, uh, oh, there was one yeah. final thing about the tooth fairy before we move on was that besides the truth thing, I would say what my brother was upset about and, you know, obviously I, I can't speak for him. So this is me um, inferring was not the fact that the tooth fairy is not real, which is always sad. But it was the 
drama and tension between my parents, which oh. was probably relayed through this fight, right? Because why is that so triggering yeah. to get, because it was being used for them to argue with each other. So to me, like, I mean, I'm sorry that it's making you sad. I don't mean it to make you sad. I just uh, mean- pobrecito. sorry. It re that honestly reminded me of when my parents argued. When yeah. Were kids. Well, because <laughs> underneath it all, especially when we talk about children and brain development, because that's what we're talking about when we're talking about computers learning, right? Before they're ready for the market, they're literally like children developing their brains. They, they do learn like children yeah. if they're not like watched over. And, you know, mm -hmm. that all ties into like, the who who's building this brain so like you know yeah I like facial like, recognition technology if it's yeah. created by white men oh is probably not going to be as nuanced to people which of color. it all is yeah <laughs> it is like it. i've literally because this is a true thing that i feel like um it helps me understand more and again doesn't excuse uh racism in police culture but helps me understand these nuances we're not even talking about is like facial recognition technology that often will pull up, like let's say they pull up 12 matches for an actual convicted criminal and let's say it's a black man and 12 people who this technology pulls up could just happen to be, you know, maybe the technology was not trained well enough to find nuances. And also even in real life with white people, people look the same. We see this with celebrities, but let's just, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty safe to assume that they didn't do the nuance with, black faces as they have with white faces so you're gonna get way more margin of error so let's say you pull up 12 people yeah. and then someone gets stopped and they go you match one of these 12 so now this policeman who is in the business of hunting crime and let's just say for the purpose of this example he's not an like a known racist let's say just say he's just a cop doing his job okay whatever like i, I don't want to get into like i'm sure the whole culture is racist he's just a guy he's just, just a, a guy yeah, but yeah. he has a technology and the technology says this guy ding 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 so i gotta stop him let me do my due diligence now we're already having an experience from the cop's point of view where he has reason to wonder and look in from the black man's point of view already distrusting of cops for good reason already not sure does not want to be there so is he going to be more nervous possibly probably is the cop going to pick up on nervous cues probably now let's say you know this gets into a bad situation and he's taken in the cop could just say i'm not racist i was using technology and doing my due diligence which is technically true but he also isn't addressing this other reality like your again your mom who addressed the reality of the situation it's that she didn't want to be caught but she was the reality if this black man says hey i didn't do anything and i think your system's racist to not just ignore that but to go oh why do you think it's racist oh blah 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 because look how many people match a white face versus a black face oh you're right oh let's look yeah. into that and now we're actually fixing this problem but the issue is the people in power are not as willing to look at it so like yeah, we can scream in the streets all we want and say, hey, your your computer is racist. But if the people <laughs> who made the computer and the people who use it don't listen, yeah. it's much harder. Yeah. So that's why we say all cops are and bastards. It's already, yeah, yeah, it's not it's, because It's already affecting us too. Exactly, because it's, it's, not really like, it's not that they're incorrect or lying. It's that they're refusing to look at it. And so then we yell louder. But I think that yeah. um, that's an example of how you could realistically be thinking that you're totally neutral and just using technology but it's already so biased that you're just going to fall into this trap and become even more biased because of it yeah and it's it's the, the, one of the worst examples i think is twitter and facebook which everybody uses and instagram 
like literally go right now and look for a gif and and i was like i forget what i was looking for but i typed in mexican and it was just like of all of the like like a frog and a sombrero and i was like I was hoping to find just a gif of someone who looked like me, but I guess that we're not there yet. I want to see now what Asian is. I'm like so curious. I mean, it's probably going to be sad. And then like if you Google like woman, it's like white women gifts. Like it's so like it's all biased. All this coding is biased. And I feel like we're just like, what's the word? We're like uh, validating it Uh, because we're like clicking on stuff. Yeah. yeah, so we're clicking on stuff and we're like, yes, this is Mexican. Good job. You've learned sombrero yeah. and nachos equals Mexicans, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God. Well, that goes back to nuance, right? Because if like if we uh, if OK, like, for example, I if I understand that's a system and it's not for me, but I've operated in it for long enough, I might have at least a little bit of again, I have a lot of blind spots, so I don't think I'm perfect at all but i might i might be able to see more of those moments those like non-binary moments um or whatever for lack of better word than someone who is profiting from the system because they wouldn't have to ask those questions and it is designed to make them feel safe so why would you seek out danger but i guess my philosophy now isn't to find danger or make it but it's to very much like a computer hacker or someone who um, debugs is just to find where they already exist and they do and not to ignore (laughs) it because for me I'm not trying to say like pointing out like oh we're making new problems PC culture blah 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 but I think to some people they really think we're creating problems where we're really just pointing out weaknesses that already exist and are hurting people these aren't just random weaknesses they're actually hurting people and some people get the privilege of ignoring them and it doesn't hurt them it, they really really do hurt people and I, I i think people just don't see it um because you know like you're saying before we see it online and now it's we've sort of unfortunately seeing isn't believing anymore mm. even though that is how our brains are wired and so we're gonna have to like go back to storytelling plus visuals plus empathy because like what did my dad say? He said something so beautiful. I like literally put it in the monologue for the show the other day. He was like, I'm sick of people taking a selfie with change. I need it to bind Ah, to them. It has to bind to them. So that changes them. And that's the only way we're all going to change. And I was like, yes, papa, because even him and I had a talk, you know, I recognize my privilege. I'm white passing and papa is of a whiter color. He's first gen here. And, um, I think actually, you know, speaking of binary, his birth certificate, but they were like white or black. And they were like, uh, and so they wrote white. Whoa. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I thought I was black when I was a kid because all the, there was either white baby dolls or black baby dolls. And I was like, I'm not, not this one. I mean, we do think the world as kids, I thought all non-Asian people were white, including black people, which sounds stupid. But it actually goes back to, because also in Chinese, which was my first language, we called um, foreigners, which is how my mom called Americans, even though they were foreigners. Like, it's just easier for children, my vocabulary. They weren't saying this to be racist. I think it was just, I caught on. Oh, I get it. But yeah, meant like Americans. So in my head, I categorized black people as and white people as Waigoran. And obviously, through education and living in America, I understand systemic racism. But 
so this isn't to be like go me i was colorblind because that's not what i mean but i just mean this binary thinking is pretty common for children because it, it's our brain aren't, our our yeah. brains aren't developed but we then have the yeah. power to move past it and i think a lot of people stick to um their justification in having it in the first place which is like yeah fine you have you had a reason now you have a reason to change so just do that too yeah like, I know. It's like, you can totally evolve. I, that's like, I feel like that's when the comedian is like, well, I thought the joke was funny. I was like, yeah, but a lot of people thought it was bad and hacked. Yeah. Well, I liked it. But you could write a better joke without the word Mexicans in it, couldn't you? And they're like, well, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> and it's like, but you could you could be better, though. Yeah. And you just now you just don't want to be better. So you're just like admitting like, nah. Like, and it's just like, it's a beautiful thing to evolve. It's, it's a human, it's a human yeah. thing to evolve. You know, it's we literally are, we create a machine learning because that's what we do, you know? And those, those nuanced third thoughts, those, those oneness moments, I think really do come from those, when chaos sort of settles, you know what I mean? And you can see through it yeah. and the universe aligns a little bit and you see those large patterns when you go out macro, macro, macro. And when you start to see that, you start to understand that the universe is coding. Everything is mathematics. And like, it's so sad that people don't learn coding and learn mathematics because like addition, subtraction, division, and all that stuff is ABCs in math. Like we're, and, and everyone quits. And it's like, you didn't even get through the alphabet of learning math yet. And once you get to equations and you can start to speak in math, you're like, holy shit everything is can be broken down into this very very tangible tactical mm -hmm. not tangible like tactical idea that we made of numbers and it it works throughout in perpetuity everywhere and it's just like yeah. so systematic yet magical at the same time and then that's when i love when those two worlds bleed yes. together like fire was magic you know and it's just like oh this is so cool because you know, to my mom, GPS was magic. And now yeah. it's on my, I can like sneeze and Siri's like, you're at home right now, uh, whatever. You know? It is magic. <laughs> um, uh, I just want to say this totally just loose Teresa thought that may, may not be agreed with in the intellectual community. <laughs> but I kind of believe that, and this is my utopia belief, that if we did actually create computers that could think like us and were optimizing the best way to interact, what they would eventually discover or on their own is dance and music, which is what we already have and which we think are subjective and opposite of these logical uh, mechanisms. Because to me, they're actually, uh, this might go, I don't know if this is actually what string theory is or quantum, but it's sort of this, it's more like an LSD thought. But the idea that every type no, of. No, no, no. String theory involves like a vibrational theory of energy. Okay. Like you mean yeah, like yeah. That, so but, I, yeah, I guess no, if I we're you. using the idea of vibrations in a very butchered explanation of string theory that's probably not the string theory, but it's my string theory, is every interaction... It is today. <laughs> Teresa's <laughs> theory. Here, string theory. <laughs> every um, interaction, I feel like, is <laughs> where... Because uh, when you talk about waves, you're actually units of measurement for the same system, right? So I'm, in my mind, like, music and dance are further down, like, a, a extreme, let's say, call it, like, a high frequency of this of this unit that we're of communication of information of thought and on the bottom uh -huh. we might have like words or whatever and i think if we get you know zeros and ones for the robot and as it learns and learns and learns how to express complex emotions i think if we coded it well enough it would create 
art, right? And art, which we think is subjective and opposite of logic, can actually transfer so much information and can do it in a very effective way. So I actually think there's a very nice version that I don't know if will happen, but of the future that uses technology to make us better at creating and expressing ourselves and at helping other people understand each other. Like, because so much of trying to make art is also just getting someone to see you. And we're told like, that's good and or for bad. Yourself. Yeah, and so there's rudimentary art that we consider bad. But I would, I, would, I would even go so far to say like, the art's not bad, it's just um, not developed. Because I think about the- I don't think there's any such thing as bad art. But there are some like, there's no some like common art. tropes or amateur. And to me, we, uh, if you're like further oh, along yeah, in I'd a field, that, yeah. you may say like that, um, you might think that looks, what's it called? Uh, amateur or bad, right? But really it's because they don't have the skills. And they ha and there's probably not as much information actually being transferred. Like if we see every freshman NYU film student making the same film, we would think they're not geniuses, they're not good. But maybe in 10 years, something they make is actually really unique. And that's the same person in the same brain. So I don't think that that person was bad at art. I think that person was still developing how to communicate through art. Or people like you said before, weren't un like about my mom or people weren't understanding the communication that because that happens in fashion a lot. Oh, yeah. People are like, that dress is disgusting. And then 10 years later, people are like, look at my dress. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 and they're like wearing the dress. And so it's like, wait, what? You were like, we're literally bashing that person. And I think that's part of why the Internet being sort of one sided, like a, a, a diffusion of you from reality is kind of bad. Like it, the diffusion of us from reality is not good unless you understand this diffusion which i think coding does mm. because then it just it separates you from this human you know we're all just human beings and you know they're like oh that dress is terrible you're horrible i would punch you i would punch you in the face if i saw mm. you and it's like it gets very toxic or whatever yeah but you like, can literally ignore i mean there's layers and yeah. I, I love your <laughs> mom tooth first one i'm sure you didn't even mean for it to affect me so much but you can literally on the <laughs> internet ignore a truth like someone can comment that you don't know and i do this too because you know i don't it's not yeah. healthy for me to look at all the haters but i could literally just be like okay i'm not gonna that information is not in my mind or my world anymore and in reality, if you do that in a relationship, if you said something to me and I just flat out ignored you, that would be very invalidating over time. I mean, we all get mistakes here and there if I'm distracted. But if you were empathetic, you might say, hey, Teresa, you seem distracted. What's going on? And if I continue to do that, you might be like, well, that's a violation of my boundaries. But we don't uh, we don't do that as much to each other. Or if we do, it's considered emotional abuse because yeah. we address the reality like you're of the overreacting yeah and you have to and i think that uh when technology catches up to actually addressing truth instead of masking it it can make us so much stronger oh, that's yeah. my little and that's when that, <laughs> no and that you're you're absolutely right that's why i actually wanted to talk to you about this i think it's so fucked up that we're even talking about net neutrality anymore and people should all be given internet access for free because i found out spectrum workers had to go to work the whole time oh, they were essential workers so there's like the guy in the store trying to sell the cable package he's not a fucking essential worker send him home like he, he's gonna get sick and then and then at the same time like i have to pay for the internet isn't it not essential like this shit makes me so angry like mm. i i absolutely believe the internet is essential to everyone's lives you know also we're not even talking about there's like 40 percent of kids without internet and they're like just go to school online and they're like <laughs> 
we've developed a new like, language. You're just laughing. It's a new language. The internet and being able to communicate. It would be like if suddenly the president goes, um, oh, you're only allowed to speak, you know, 10 words today unless you pay it this premium. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's literally because you can't communicate anymore. We've, we've learned to not read people's facial expressions anymore and instead to read what they say online and we have a very diffused view of the world and so why that's why i think it's so hard for people to believe what they're seeing now because seeing was literally believing and it literally is in our brains and so like now it's see now, now the fact that seeing isn't believing i think is one of the major things that the internet has done that's yeah. not good we but, have to um, adapt by teaching people yeah i always use the fire analogy by teaching people like we can't erase fire but we can create fire departments we can you know make fire yes, laws we yes, can yes, yes, teach yes. people how fire burns and it can do a lot of great stuff too um just yeah. because i know we could talk forever but i, I want to wrap it up um i'm sure we can follow this up with another chat another time but is there anything you want to oh, like no, conclude yeah. on and then i'm gonna ask you about the asian gifts because i have them pulled up but uh, before we get into that dumb thing <laughs> Uh, what do I want? I, uh, no, I, or, I don't know. If anyone's yeah, super just, interested in this and they're just kind of hearing about it for their first time, where, where should they start? Or is there something you would recommend reading or listening to right now? Oh yeah. Um, if you can get Ray Kurzweil's singularity documentary, the book is a little, little dense, Ray. <laughs> uh, but he's a really cool guy. Um, he's just had an interesting life and he's like developing, AIs for the future and talks about the singularity, which I think is so absolutely interesting because it's we're starting to see it happen. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, or what's his name? Titles. Ray Kurt. Ray Kurzweil. Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, Kurzweil. Kurzweil. Okay. K U R Z W E I L. I think. Okay. And then I'll, AlphaGo I'll is great. AlphaGo is beautiful because eventually, what the documentary wraps up and says is that the study of AI is the study of thinking mm. by using what we've thought about to build a thing that thinks yes. about thinking. Yes, there you so go. So it's just like, because that's what humans do. We want to understand ourselves to the point that we're replicating ourselves. And I think we're going to start doing it ethically. So I'm actually really excited. Um, they even talked about that in AlphaGo. So that's, that was my one thing is I was like, where's the secret shadow board of like, the, these robots got to obey the three laws, you know? Like they, mm. they did that. They asked Asimov, write them and then they use them and so I'm, I'm glad that that's happening now but I really hope it stays ethical you know like if they stop putting bots on the internet that are like <laughs> kick us like like you said like kick us off if we haven't paid for it in the month it's something they could absolutely do and that's yeah. that's the kind of AI that scares me yeah the one that's like your your th your heartbeat and your thumb is too fast you can't text right now you know <sighs> I feel like shit like that's coming in the future yeah it's freedom I don't want to take away our freedom I want to give us more but right now we have to understand yeah. how to see truth first and it's really hard to see the world in a truthful light if you can't see yourself in a truthful light okay yeah. that's the tea especially yeah. when we're not getting the same freedom yet, yeah yeah which we will um, well, thank you so much for sharing this. Okay, so just to end, thank because I you. was curious what gifts came up for Asian. I just searched Asian on Giphy. It's actually not as bad as I thought, but uh, <laughs> what do you think I'm see looking at here? Oh, God. Can I can I be honest with my guesses? And that, uh, sure, yeah. Rude? I'll say that I, had, I definitely had guesses, too, and I think they're not as bad as I thought. I don't know if that helps. Okay. I was like, <laughs> is one like a fortune cookie? I swear to God. There is a panda, but there's no fortune cookie. So there's, okay. there's a panda right. da panda right. dancing with some sexy girls. There's a guy crying. 
Actually, you know what it is? It's, there's probably a lot of Asian people who use Giphy, so it might actually be like Maybe. I feel like yeah, there's a lot of e English speaker speaking Asian countries, so this might sure. be skewed. Yeah. But I feel like you, you saying the Mexican thing made me want to see what Asian is. But I bet, um, I oh, yeah, bet it's there's funny. yeah, I bet I bet that that it's skewed. I th I feel like Asian girl would get you some annoying things, but let's not. Oh, it's gonna be like the little angry Asian girl anime uh, character. It'll probably be her, right? The little she's like. Oh, there's hey. like yeah, there's some cute little kids. It's funny because I think you have said this on a live stream, maybe not today, but when you're talking about the gifts that um, like if you search happy or sad or emotions you can't it's just like a white face usually so i never even consider oh, that always. yeah i never consider like that even my avatars in gif emotions are like i'm using a face that someone else recognizes better than myself to to express my emotions anyways for an emoji that's food for thought yeah um, <laughs> it's been awesome thank you so much i could talk about bots all day all dang day yeah, thank you so much. This was really great. And maybe we could start like a little a think tank group or something. That'd be fun. But this, po yeah, I'll put this pod out and then we can keep chatting offline. But if you guys like this pod and you listen to it, DM me or Vivian and we'll keep talking or tell us what you want us to talk about. Okay. Uh, where can people find you, Vivian? Beep, boop, beep. Oh, at Vivian is cool with an IZ because future. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's actually my old AIM screen name. <laughs> nice hell yeah computers um yeah and go watch the vivian yeah. show and follow this podcast oh, at, yeah uh tell me anything pod and follow me at larisa t on instagram and twitter thank you <laughs>